Hey there, Jack McLean here and welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Uh, this week I'll be discussing how I use the Jim Wendler 531 famous program but for footballers, so the adjustments I've made specifically for footballers and why. And later on I'll also be discussing a power tip on how to make the most of your ice bath. I recently um, read a research paper which was titled Impact of Cold Water Immersion Compared with Passive Recovery Following a Single Bout of Strenuous Exercise on Athletic Performance in Physically Active Participants. This was a systematic review with meta-analysis and meta-regression, and it's something that there's been a lot of conjecture around whether ice baths are effective or not, where this paper proves in an objective way as well as subjective, so getting the athlete's point of view, but also some objective markers on athletic performance uh, and how effective ice baths can be. So um, we'll go into the specifics a little bit later on, but ultimately some good takeaways on how long you should be spending in the ice bath as well as how cold the ice bath should be for minimum effective dose. Because as we know, winter sport, you don't want to be there in the ice bath for long durations. However, you do want to make sure that the time you're putting in there, you're getting bang for buck in terms of recovery. So we'll go into detail around that paper and some practical takeaways a little bit later on. Um, we'll also discuss the importance of uh, your Jim Wendler program, so how to get stronger and improve your power. So that would be specifically footballers in the off-season, pre-season phase, uh, who can have the time and energy, not recovering from a game, to lift four times a, a week as a minimum to get these benefits. So if you're new to the podcast, make sure to subscribe, hit that like button, and let's get into today's episode. So starting off with the round six tips, because I'm uh, hosting this live YouTube episode at 10 a.m. Sunday, there hasn't been a lot of games played with Anzac Day weekend. So a lot of the uh, tips I won't know at this stage of the podcast. However, GWS versus St Kilda, I tipped GWS, so got that one wrong. Doggies versus Crows, also got that one wrong, tipped the Doggies. Port Adelaide versus West Coast, that was an easy win for Port, got that one right. And Fremantle versus Carlton, I got that one right. So I'm two from four at this stage. The rest of my weekly tips, I've, I've had uh, Geelong to beat North Melbourne, the Lions to win in the Q Clash, Tipping D's to beat Richmond, Sydney to beat Hawthorne, and Collingwood to beat Essendon. Two games, so it's a new tradition now on Anzac Day and uh, Hawks v Sydney in Tasmania, which should be, hopefully be a ripping contest. This upcoming week, and if you want to get involved in the tips to win a prize, all you need to do is screenshot on Instagram your tips for the upcoming round, obviously before the first game of the round. So for round seven, West Coast v Richmond, that's Friday night. So get your tips in. And if you get all nine out of nine tips right, or if there's a buy, eight out of eight, however many games, if you get all of them right, we're throwing in a free four-week um, program on our high-performance program and a consultation with myself. So even if you live remotely, I'll have that consultation focus on your goals on Zoom as well as give you some lifestyle tips and help out in any way that I can in that consultation. Obviously, if you're in Melbourne, then we'll do that session on the field or in the gym. So nearly $300 worth of value right there. So all you need to do is screenshot and tag us on Instagram, your weekly tips. And if you get eight out of eight or nine out of nine, then those prizes are for you. So for this week, I've got West Coast winning against Richmond for an upset, um, getting tipping them to 
they've got to win at some point, so I reckon they'll win at home game uh, against the Tigers. Geelong versus Dockers. I'm tipping the Cats to beat the Dockers, although Dockers are in form. Uh, Adelaide to beat GWS, tipping the Crows. They're having a fantastic year, and I reckon they'll get up against GWS Giants. Melbourne v Hawthorne, tipping the Ds, home game. St Kilda versus Port Adelaide. I'm going to tip another upset and tip Port Adelaide to win in Melbourne against the Saints. Carlton versus North. I'm going to tip Carlton to win that one. And then on Sunday, we have Collingwood v Suns. I'm going to tip the Pies to win that one, but I reckon it'll be a close one. Doggies v Essendon. Uh, I reckon the Doggies will win that one. However, both teams are pretty unpredictable at this stage. Suns, uh, sorry, Sydney versus Lions. Tough one in Sydney. Could go either way with this one. I reckon Lions might get uh, on top on the day in a, in a fourth four quarter close uh, affair. So I reckon Lions might just just win at the end there. Um, so they're my round seven tips for the AFL season. Like I said, send in your tips, screenshot us. It's always good to see who's listening to these podcasts, and uh, I'll make sure to give you a follow and and share your uh, story as well. In terms of the upcoming weekly podcast. We have Justin Doherty, the rehabilitation physiotherapist from the Sydney Swans. That will be released on our podcast on Tuesday. We interviewed Justin on Friday night. Fantastic interview. He's worked over 10 years in the A-League and uh, he's discussed the, the differences with soccer league soccer players with performing back-to-back uh, games, having lots of time on legs throughout the week and being able to handle uh, the loads. So transferring that knowledge now with working at the Sydney Swans, he's finding um, he's able to uh, not only influence a little bit more load throughout the week in some injury management like arthritis in the knees, but he's also been able to um, slightly change some methods that um, they've had success in soccer that they're now applying to football, obviously taking into consideration with different contact, and he, he mentioned that. But for any physiotherapist that wants to work in sport, uh, highly recommend listening to this episode, as well as strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, Justin talked about how he's learned off uh, Sean Leanne and Rob Innes uh, at the Sydney Swans and how important it is for physiotherapists to get their hands dirty early in their career, learning both in the gym, on the field with return to play, but also being across the GPS and, and other sports science metrics like wellness. So um, it's a great role with rehabilitation. Um, Justin's also been a head physiotherapist uh, at the A-League level, so he's got great experience in leading a program in, medicine, in the medical area as well as uh, working across two different codes in uh, high-performance sports. So make sure to listen to that one on Tuesday. Our Get Better Plan, which is released every Wednesday, an educational podcast this week will be on our philosophy to the Christmas program and why footballers need a body composition during that phase. So it's always a danger period, those three to five weeks that uh, footballers get off. So if you're wanting to work on your body composition now that you're in season or maybe listen to this podcast during the Christmas break uh, for 2022, then um, yeah, make sure to tune in and have that clear focus. And I think it's a really important uh, metric for footballers to have, particularly those that um, in the past haven't got that phase right, uh, can definitely affect not only your pre-season performance but also your season. 
Friday, we've got our live monthly collaborative live event that will be with AFL Women's High Performance Managers, so discussing all things strength and conditioning for the AFLW, how the league has progressed over the last few years. It's growing rapidly, so really looking forward to hosting that show. It will be on our YouTube channel at 8.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time, so make sure to send in your questions via any of our socials. I'll make sure to um, answer those, or sorry, fit those questions into the episode. And and if you're around Friday night, then uh, tune in and you can answer those questions live to the guest yourself. Our Friday episode will be a bite-sized interview from our uh, high-performance management um, performance facility, our collaborative event with Michael Crichton, the founder of Melbourne Fitness and Performance. So that will be released on Friday. So make sure to tune in. Mark, he's coached uh, for well over a decade across many different sports and is running a fantastic facility in Melbourne. So make sure to check out MFP and um, catch Coach Mike on his socials. This week's key topic is all about cold water immersion. So the key finding from this study from Emma Moore, Joel T. Fuller and Crit Bellinger, thank you for the research firstly, was around cold water immersion and how it can affect the recovery of uh, athletes. So they compared um, cold water immersion to those just doing passive recovery and they found it had a positive influence on muscular power um, but not muscular strength in performance. So for all those that want to improve your power, um, cold water immersion seems to be effective and this research is is suggesting that. Cold water immersion is also more likely to positively influence muscular power performance, muscle soreness, and serum creatine kinase release. So the perceived recovery of the athlete, so the, the subject of how they feel, um, particularly after high-intensity exercise when compared to passive recovery, once they leave the ice bath, they feel more recovered from muscle soreness point of view. And um, from an objective measure, they were able to produce more power the next day, as well as they've had a high release of creatine kinase, so the waste products um, built up from high-intensity exercise. So for the footballers listening, cold water immersion will improve your uh, ability to produce force rapidly the next day as well as release the waste product. So if you feel like you've got heavy legs, you've got muscle soreness the next day, then you could benefit from ice baths. The dose-response relationships indicate that lower temperature of cold water immersion may be more effective after high-intensity exercise for removal of serum creatine kinase. So we want to make sure that the temperature uh, is below 10 degrees and this research suggests that um, temperatures down to as low as six degrees was most effective for that effect of um, after high intensity exercise which would be any sport and any um, like field sports so soccer rugby football um, not only in, in um, releasing your creatine kinase but also uh, improving your power performance the relationships indicate shorter duration, which is really interesting in cold water immersion, may be more effective after high-intensity exercise compared to longer durations. So anywhere from down to three to five minutes were uh, effective in cold water immersion, and there wasn't strong research on spending longer than that. So that's a good one for the athletes listening in, as well as the strength and conditioning coaches that might be facilitating these recovery sessions. Uh, not necessarily more is better, but making sure we're getting the temperature right down and um, – yeah, you, you're effective in the time that you're spending in there, which is which is really good to know. And 
means that you don't need to be sending um, you know, rounds and rounds of five minutes in the ice bath. So they're the main takeaway, practical takeaways for me, short durations and keep that temperature right down in the ice bath. So worth um, having a measure gauge and, and seeing how cold the ice bath is if you have that ability. And if it's 10 degrees, maybe you'll get them to um, try and add in a little bit more ice baths to try and get a, uh, sorry, more ice to get that temperature down so you'll have a more of an effective release. I want to thank Lucas Tov for writing a recent review about our podcast. Lucas wrote, really good podcast to gain more knowledge, insight into football world, provides extremely useful information you can use on all football-related endeavors. Thank you so much, Lucas, for the review. For those new to the podcast, make sure to follow our podcast wherever you listen, uh, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, and if you could, for those returning that enjoy our podcast and like Lucas, you're finding you're getting some good takeaways to help your game, it would be fantastic if you could write us a review. Not only do we get some good feedback uh, and it certainly boosts my motivation to keep uh, interviewing great guests that you enjoy, but also it's good to know what type of episodes you're enjoying most. So if you could write uh, in uh, a couple of words about your favorite episode, that would be fantastic. And it also allows us to reach more listeners. So what can take only a minute of your time is greatly appreciated from my point of view. I'm just going to go over to Instagram now to answer any live questions. We've had a couple sent through by direct message, so I'll get into those right now. G'day, Instagram. Jack McLean here. I'm going to be presenting on the Jim Wendler program very shortly, but first I want to answer any of your questions. So if you're tuning into this live show and you have a question around your football on how to get fitter, faster, stronger, make sure to send in your questions. I'm more than happy to answer them. Could be game day for a few of you as well. So um, hopefully you're getting your game day prep in and you're ready for a good Anzac Day performance. I'm going to get into the first question, which was direct message um, to us during the week, which was from Noah, how can I improve my acceleration? So fantastic question, Noah, uh, and it's quite a common one. Um, for footballers, obviously, you're going to accelerate a lot more regularly uh, than top-end speed. So it's, it is an important area to, to focus on and really important that you're really deliberate in your training as not necessarily doing more accelerations is, is going to be the best way, but it's actually the quality and, and the intent is really, really key. So that whole saying that you hear quality over quantity couldn't be more true when it comes to improving your acceleration. So to answer Noah's question, I'd start with, we want to make sure that you, you're getting a good understanding of technique, so coordinating your arms. Um, we want to make sure that you, your shoulders and your hips are working in sync with each other, so getting good coordination with your arms. They're not crossing over, which can be a common mistake for footballers, but you've got your um, hands coming out straight in front to where you want to try and head out in, out in front. You're getting good knee lift, and we've, we're getting good contact with the ground. So doing some run drills like a march, a skip and some speed bounds can be a really good way to develop those. We want to start slow and get a good understanding and you might start with just some isometrics which is just holding certain positions of your acceleration technique and then we might progress it to a more dynamic um, nature to try and boost that coordination and and build your your speed. So start slow, learn how to use your arms properly and uh, and get good contact with the ground so you're producing force um, that's going to help you move in forward motion uh, as fast as possible. So technique is really key. 
um, using some constraint-based drills, so things like hurdles and putting them in front of you so you're, you're producing enough force to be able to get over the top of that hurdle and starting in a static position. So you might have two or three hurdles out in front and you're focusing on those on your first step, your second step and your third step, which will do um, quite often on a footy field to try and create space in those stoppage areas. So making sure you're using hurdles. I also like to attach a power band around athletes' hips um, and they might be on the move or they might be in a static position and we're focusing on those strong starts. So power bands can help encourage good intent. You've got to try and produce force really fast. And as the tension, as you move faster, there's more tension on the band. So it really encourages you to build that uh, breakaway speed that you need on the field. So using hurdles and power bands, and that way it, they don't cost a lot of money and you can um, have them and they should last you for the whole of your career. So that would be my second tip, investing in some equipment and bringing them into your uh, warm-ups and run and into those run drills. Second area would be if you have access to a sled. So we want to try and load up the sled, um, making sure we're developing a stiff ankle. So you're, you're keeping your heels up nice and high off the ground and we're pushing through the ground and producing as much force as, as we can with each strike. So sleds can be really, really important. And that would be more from a max strength point of view. Um, so how heavy you can lift over like a distance of five to, to 10 meters. So we're developing your strength and that can be really, really important for those first couple of steps. Making sure that you're developing your elasticity through the ankle uh, and your knees and your hips. So drills like plyometrics to develop your springs. So exercises like speed bounds, pogos, and you can check out all, all the exercise techniques in our YouTube channel, our power playlist. Um, highly recommend going over to there. So you just search for Power Like Pro in YouTube and we've got a whole heap of drills that you can do from a plyometric point of view to develop your springs, uh, not only in your ankles, but also develop some power through your hips. So plyos are really, really important. Uh, and then if you don't have access to a, a sled, then getting stronger in your key lifts like a squat and deadlift. So those multi-joint movements um, will help you produce more force, which is sort of like your ceiling for your power and your acceleration. So the more force you can produce, um, then by practicing how, how, how fast you can produce that force in a short time um, by having a higher ceiling, so the more force you can produce, we then want to practice those plyometrics so you're combining those two together. So you want to be strong, but also you want to be powerful. So practicing producing that force rapidly. So they're the, the key areas. Start with your technique. Make sure you're moving really efficiently and you've got a good understanding of how to use your, your arms and produce good force into the ground. Uh, you're practicing um, your speed mechanics with using things like hurdles and power bands. Uh, plyometrics, so you're practicing... You're developing your springs throughout your ankles and your hips and you're getting stronger in the weight room. From there, the fifth tip would be to making sure that you're, um, you're, you're not carrying excess weight. So what's your body composition like? Because if we're carrying um, too much weight in terms of body fat, then that can be reducing your ability to um, travel distances over a, a, a quick uh, duration. So Try and keep your body weight nice and lean. Body composition might be around 10%. That wouldn't be a huge issue, but if it was above 15 20%, then that might be an area that you've got stronger in the gym, you've got more powerful, but you've actually increased your body fat and therefore you're making it harder for yourself. You're not as efficient. So if we can try and build your strength, build your power and keep yourself lean, 
then your acceleration should improve. So hopefully that helps, Noah. If you've got any follow-up questions, make sure to hit us up on Instagram. More than happy to go into more detail uh, via direct message. Next question is from Alex. What equipment should I invest in at home? So I would start with a squat rack. If, you, if you've got a, a couple of thousand that you can invest, then I would start with a squat rack and a couple of adjust hooks, J-hooks, so you can do things like bench press, rack pulls, RDLs, and a, uh, squats. Um, so that, that can be hugely beneficial. Um, having a squat rack where you can attach things like dip bars and that you can hang from, so you can do chin-ups and hanging leg raises. Um, so there's a whole host of exercises that you can do on that squat rack and make sure it's nice and stable and, and hooked into the ground. And then from there, you'll need a barbell. Uh, and if you're you know, young, it, you, know, you can chip away at developing um, your weight plates. But for senior athletes out there, you're probably going to need over 200 kilos worth of weight plates. So 425 kilos, 420s, couple of 10s, couple of 5s, couple of 2.5 kilo uh, weight plates. Dumbbells. We want to be anywhere between 1 to 45 kilos um, so you can work on your um, tonic muscle groups, your postural muscle groups with your lighter dumbbells and then more your large muscle groups with the heavier dumbbells. If you can only invest in a couple, then 12.5 and 25 kilos would be most commonly used and that would be a great place to start. So if you've only got a couple of hundred dollars to spend on your gym, then I would recommend power bands, mini bands and then the 12.5s and the 25 kilo uh, dumbbells. So that's this week's questions. If you're listening in live, feel free to send in some more. Otherwise, we'll get into this week's power tip, which is how I use the Jim Wendler program for footballers. So there are many great training programs out there to get stronger. However, one of the simplest and most effective strength programs is the Jim Wendler 531 program. It, he is a world-class powerlifter and strength coach for those that don't know Jim. He's trained for many years of world famous Westside Barbell Powerlifting Club under the legend Louis Simmons, who, rest in peace, has recently passed away. And his program is basically bench press on your Monday, squat on your Wednesday, and then we've I've added in the bench pull on the Friday and then trap bar deadlift. So he had a vertical press in the overhead press. I've changed that for footballers to a bench pull. It's a four-week periodized program. You simply start with three sets of five for week one. Week two, you start with three sets of three. Week three, you start with a five, three, one. And then week four, you're doing three sets of five as a deload week. All these reps and sets are based on training prescriptions. So you could, you'd start with set one for week one is 65% for five reps, then 75% for set two. And then your last set is a max effort, an AMRAP, as many reps as possible at 85%, aiming for five plus. Week two, 70% at three reps. Set twos, 80% for three reps. And then your max AMRAP is 90% for three reps plus. It's all about intensity to get that uh, progressive overload and to develop your strength. Andy, how you going, mate? Week three, 75% of five reps. Uh, Set two is 85% for three. And then your AMRAP is 95% for aiming for one plus. And then your deload week, working more on on speed and power. So 40% for five, 50% for five, 60% for five to freshen up. The three heavy weeks uh, with a one easy deload week, for the first three weeks you have an option for going at a rep PR 
on your last working set. So that's really, really important to push yourself. If you're feeling good that day, then you might hit a PB at that rep range. So you might hit your five rep max, for example. Uh, and it's really important that you have plenty of rest between your sets, anywhere between two to three minutes. Jordy Love, how you going, mate? Uh, I'm just discussing the Jim Wendler program. So that, that would be the key from it. It's not a high volume program in terms of working sets, but the key is that you warm up really well, you rest because rest periods allow intensity. So you're resting adequately between your sets so that you can rip in and give your best effort on particularly that last set that's an AMRAP. A couple of really important tips and uh, areas that Jim discusses in terms of um, trying to break your PRs. The 531 training program is all about slowly breaking your rep PRs on the big four exercises over a long period of time. So the training match actually starts at uh, 90% of your one rep max. So if you're benching 100 kilos and this is your first four-week program, you would go to you're working off 90 kilos of your one rep max, not 100 kilos. So same with your squat. If you squat 100 kilos, work off 90 kilos for those percentages. So if so that's a really important area to uh, understand that you're not going off 100% and therefore um, you can build and do this program for uh, three months. And what he does is he adds five pounds to his upper body lifts. So for, for the Aussies, you want to try and add two, around two to two and a half kilos to your upper body lifts each month that you follow the program. And then he adds 10 pounds for the lower body lifts. So we can add five kilos to your lower body lifts and then that will help you continually get progressive overload. Um, but also you can, as you get more conditioned to this type of program, you should be, be able to better yourself each time because you're lifting at a slightly higher percentage. Uh, and then you can see if you can match your reps at that, at that higher percentage than the last time you did it four weeks prior. So the key to these exercises from a footballer point of view is to adjust the exercises, the accessories that I would recommend um, to add in to the Jim Wendler program to build a bit of hypertrophy, really important in the off-season for a lot of footballers to gain that um, body armour. So for the pool day on Monday, I would recommend doing some weighted chin-ups, three to four sets of six to 12 reps. Your triceps do close grip push-ups, three to four sets of six to 12 reps. And for your delts, lateral raises, three to four sets of six to 12 reps. Shouldn't take too long, around 20 minutes right there. Wednesday, working on some distal hamstrings, so your hamstring towards your knee, single leg Swiss ball curls, three to four sets of six to 12 reps. Your adductors, so your groins, Copenhagen's, three to four sets of six to 12 reps. Your abdominals, hanging leg raises, three to four sets of six to 12 reps. For our bench day, we're working on rear delts, so reverse flies, seated rows for some rhomboids, and then for our bleaks, a kneeling crossover chop, all the same volume, three to four sets, six to 12 reps. And then for the Saturday, our deadlift day, proximal hamstring, so an RDL, remaining in deadlift with the barbell, your, uh, to work on your single leg calf strength and to get a little bit more posterior chain development, some single arm rows, and that volume all stays the same, three to four sets, six to 12 reps. I've added all this program into our team builder. So if you want to jump on the program, whenever you're listening to this podcast, email me at jackatpropellacapro.com or sign up to our free trial, which you can do via our website. The link is in the show notes or in the comment section of this YouTube episode. And by joining our program for free, you just let me know either through 
socials or replying when I send you the easy join code for Team Builder, just reply and say you want to follow the Jim Wendler strength program, the 531. I'll move you from my um, football program to the Jim Wendler one. Uh, and, and that's just set up through the back end on the calendar. But you just need to let me know because the two-week program is an automatic football program uh, and it's a generic program to trial out our online program. It's not the Jim Wendler one. So if you do want to follow this Jim Wendler one or maybe you're a coach and you want to try it out and I've laid all the percentages out for you and, and progressively overloaded the four weeks uh, and Team Builder is great because it'll have your maxes so it lays all those percentages out for you and acts like a really good training diary where you can see what you lifted the week before uh, and if you if you follow it, thanks, mate. If you follow it for a couple of months, you can see your history in those key lifts as well. Um, so you can try and better yourself and compete with yourself. That's it for this week's episode, guys. Really excited to announce our Prepare Like a Pro Academy. The wait list is live. The new website is live. So if you're a strength conditioning coach out there and you want to top up your game and learn some practical tips from myself on coaching in elite sport but also developing your own online business, um, you can join the wait list where you're going to get a free month trial. Uh, so everyone that's on our program and all the coaches that have worked for Prepare Like a Pro, whether you're an intern or a coach, will get this academy for free as a value add by being either a staff member or by being on our online program or individualized program. But we want to try and help more footballers and more coaches out in the community. So what we've done now is we've created a new website, which is called the Prepare Like a Pro Academy, and it's going to be $20 a month once it's live, but for the first month, to uh, get it out there and help as many people as we can and also get some feedback to make it uh, even better. We're going to have the first month, which we go live in July, for free for everyone. So if you're interested in checking out all our presentations, uh, everyone will have their own private login so they can see what they've viewed in the past. There's a search engine in there as well, so any topics that you're interested in learning. The coaches platform will have different content specific to coaches for football and the athletes, so for the footballers, they'll have content that's specific to athlete development. So if you're interested and you want to get that free trial, all you need to do is enter in your name and your email on our wait list, and I'll be sending some updates and some little uh, information over the next uh, 60 to 90 days as we get closer to the release date. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.